So I said earlier that your job as a setter is to give your hitter the best possible chance to get a kill, but the primary job of you as a setter is to give your team the best chance of getting a point. Welcome to the Volleyball University podcast, where we discuss all things that can help you become a better volleyball player, both on and off the court. We'll cover a variety of topics, which include skill work, mental performance, volleyball IQ, nutrition, and anything else that can help you make progress as an athlete. We don't and never will run ads for this podcast, and the goal is to educate and inspire you as a player so that you can keep pushing the progress forward. What's going on, guys? In today's episode, we're going to talk about the things that make you a good setter. Now, I'm likely going to remake this episode in a lot more detail and more broken down in the future, but I kind of just wanted to get the information and the value out there uh, because I have a lot of people that ask me, like, you know, how do I become a better setter? What are things that I can do? And I've broken it down into three main parts or three main things that can take you to the next level in terms of becoming just a good setter. All right, let's get to it. So the first and probably most important thing about being a good setter is to be able to consistently set hittable balls. Now, here's what I mean by that. So let's say you're setting 10 volleyballs, right? A lot of setters will set five to six really hittable balls. Hittable meaning that it's in a good, like it's a good height, it's a good distance from the net, and the hitter can take a full approach and, and be able to swing while looking at the block and looking at the court, right? You're not really forcing them to make a decision to tip or to roll shot or to hit the ball softer. You're giving the hitter an opportunity to get a full swing in there. And I know that one seems very obvious. Like, of course, you have to make a hittable ball, right? That's what a setter's job is to do. But a lot of setters nowadays, they kind of, they like are more focused on setting the ball to a certain spot at a certain speed, like with tempo and all that. And, and they're less worried about giving the hitter just like a hittable ball, right? Sometimes that means setting a slower, higher ball at a certain time in the game, right? I'd rather have my hitter be able to get a full approach on a slow set and get a full swing, even with a double block versus having a single block on a fast set that they're not timing right or that's too tight. Uh, because again, that's not a hittable ball. Like if you watch good level volleyball, you'll notice that these setters are able to make these slight adjustments to slow the ball down or speed it up if necessary in order to make it a more hittable ball. And here's the thing, right? When you're watching the top players in the world, like the Olympic level players or even like the top division one schools, they are running up tempo sets that are in system, that are fast uh, and, and are hittable, right? But what you don't understand is that that's a very, very high level of volleyball. And that's like the top 1% of players, right? Most of us, especially if you're in high school or younger, right? You're not at that level yet, right? So you don't have to worry about getting that shoot set out there or trying to make it super fast, right? What you want to worry about is making it easier for your hitters to get the kill. Because if you really break it down, the setter's job is to give the hitter the best chance possible to get the kill. So as a review, the first thing you want to do to become a good setter is make sure you set hittable balls consistently. That means eight to 10 sets out of 10 should be hittable. Honestly, if you can just even get to that level right there and just do that first part and become a setter that sets very hittable balls nine out of 10 times, you're already going to be one of the top setters, right? Now, the second thing you want to do to be a top setter, uh, and this is 
numbers two and three are kind of on the same tier. Number one is the most important thing, like setting consistent and hittable sets is the most important. After that, you kind of just have add-ons, right? And one of those add-ons is being able to set bad passes or set balls that are passed off the net or too tight. In short, what I'm saying here is that you should be able to adjust as a setter, right? So not only can I set a hittable ball on a perfect pass, I can also set a hittable ball on a pass that isn't perfect, right? Once you can do that, that'll take it to the next level. Now, the best way to get better at actually setting and adjusting to bad passes and setting is to do it in practice. Oftentimes in practice, and this depends on the coach, obviously, right? But when you're doing like hitting lines, for example, the setter is always setting from zone seven with the pass coming from either zone six or zone five, right? And you just get your hundreds and thousands of reps with that. And that is not enough randomness. What you need to do is practice setting from zone seven, from zone four, from zone three, right? All different zones you should practice setting from so that when you see that in a game, it's not like the 10th time you've only seen that. It should be the 1,000th time you've seen that, just like when you're setting from zone seven. Another quick thing to add to that as well is also practice uh, setting passes that come from different zones as well, right? So practice setting balls that come from behind you, right? If the pass is coming from zone one or zone two, practice that, uh, as well as obviously zone six and zone five. But you want to practice a bunch of different random scenarios so that you get more reps that way so that when you see the game, it's much easier for you. Okay, so component number one is to be able to set a hittable ball consistently. Component number two is to be able to adjust two bad passes and still set a hittable ball and then the last component component number three is your actual decision making so who do you decide to set at which point in the game and for what reason now i've coached a bunch of setters in my 12 years of coaching or so or i think it's 12 something like that but anyway and I, usually what i do is i ask them about why they set a certain player and i try to gather what their thought process is for their decision making and typically the answer is like, oh, I don't know. I just kind of, I just set them. Or a, a popular one is, oh, because he's my best hitter. I'm going to set him that ball because he's my best hitter, right? And that's pretty good, right? Having a little bit of reasoning is better than no reasoning at all. But once you get to an advanced level, you need to make your decisions based on more evidence and based on more of what you see on the court and what you see happening during the game. So remember, I said earlier that your job as a setter is to give your hitter the best chance of getting a kill. That's true, right? But your primary job as a setter is to give your team the point, right? And you get to decide who the ball goes to. So yes, you want to give the hitter the best set possible for a kill, but then you also want to make the best decision possible for your team to get the point. Now, decision-making in its own can probably get its very own podcast, and it probably will in the future. Uh, but just to give you guys a quick like synopsis of different things you can try, uh, there's a couple things you want to look at. The first and most important thing is probably matchup, right? What is going to be your best matchup? I'm doing uh, air quotes here, matchup for a kill. So is that, is that going to be your outside hitter going up against a short setter on the other side? Or is it going to be your right side hitter who is your best hitter on your team going up against even their best blocker? It doesn't matter because your best hitter is better than their best blocker, right? And those decisions are subjective and they're based on your team and they're based on even the day and the match that you're playing because even though someone is your best hitter, it still might not be the best matchup to set them all the time. 
Real quick, guys, if you are listening to this podcast and you uh, enjoy what you are hearing, you can do me a favor and rate the show, subscribe to the podcast, uh, even share it on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you saw about or learned about our podcast. That would be really helpful for me because that is how the show grows. Like I mentioned, we don't run ads on here. We never will. Um, But in order for the show to grow, we have to have um, high ratings and all of that. So if you can please leave a high rating and if you can please subscribe, that would be amazing. So to try to make it easy and to keep it short, I'm just going to give you a list of reasons why you would make a setting decision. Okay, so number one. You set that person because they are your best hitter. Number two, you set somebody because they have a small blocker on them. Number three, you set your middle because um, you have not used your middles at the game at all. So the other middle blockers are kind of cheating to the pins. So now is a good chance to set your middle. Reason number four, you set your right side because the other team knows that your outside is your go-to hitter. And you want to make sure you have a solo block on this one. Knowing the middle is going to go to the outside, you're going to actually set the right side. Reason number five, you set your outside here because the right side uh, blocker on the other side tripped and fell during the rally, so they're not up to block, and you saw that. As you can see, there are many, many different reasons why you make a decision to set somebody, and that is why decision-making is probably one of the hardest things to get down. And once you get to a really, really high level, you really don't know what the correct 100% decision is. But as long as you have some reasoning to why you're setting who you set, that's kind of enough for right now. So just to recap, there are three things, three components listed on this podcast that will make you a really good setter. The first one and most important is to be able to consistently set hittable balls for your hitters or hittable sets for your hitters. The second thing is to be able to adjust to bad passes so that you can set hittable Um, balls from any position on the court or more positions on the court and then component number three is your actual decision making are you giving it to the right person at the right time during the game to give your team the best chance to get a kill now there's things about being a setter that we didn't even talk about in this episode like intangible things like your leadership and your ability to motivate your teammates and then you have your offense like are you able to go over on two are you able to hit the ball on two you're blocking your defense. There's a lot that we didn't talk about uh, because there's a lot to being a good setter. There's a lot to being a great setter, right? But if you just focus on the three things I gave you today, and even if you just master one or two out of the, out of the three, you're still going to improve your game as a setter a lot. But there you have it. Uh, focus on those three things. See if they make you a better setter. I promise you, if you get better at those things, it will make you a better setter. Uh, If you found value in this podcast, if you feel like you resonated with the style of coaching that I give out, then you should check out our Volleyball University app. Uh, It's a way for me to basically coach you online via our app to teach you pretty much all the skills, right? Not just setting, but passing, hitting, serving. Um, And then there's other resources in there as well. But if you're interested in learning more about the app and getting online coaching that way, Uh, Just message me on Instagram or email or TikTok the word podcast and I will send you the link and you can check it out.